is it is it recording well you could have you could have said it was recording hiya it's sally here <laughs> just a quick one just a quick one you can now rate say your mind podcast on spotify as well as apple Podcasts. so if you can do make sure that you do both i know that some of you are just a little bit lazy oh, i can't say that but why? why? Why is it right? Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Be sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are going to sip it Hard time's calling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind. Not me starting this recording as Mercury is squaring Pluto. Woo! Words have power, wield responsibly. That's what the Chani app says. Well, you know, we know that. I don't have a song this week because I'm all songed out. I gave you two bloody songs at that live show. And, you know, (laughs) oh, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. But anyway... Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. And it is me, Kalechi, household name, Oluwafumulayo Okafo. Get it right, biatches. Um, no, I'm so so honored so grateful for everybody that turned out to the live show it was such a fucking mood it was such a vibe Woo! we really did that you know we really really did that come and see unlikability and bad vibes look at that look at that she's unlikable and she's and she's bad vibes well look at what unlikability and bad vibes did to fill out that space hmm, hmm? this is why some of you should shut your stupid mouths shut your stupid fucking mouths because I stay out here and I feel like the great fear is that I can do things without um, a system or a brand to support me and I'll still leave every motherfucker in the dirt okay there's gonna be a lot of me chatting my shit talking all of them things there throughout this whole show because come and see come and see what's possible when you just follow that Aries north node like come on Aries rising Aries north node like who 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 Mars and Capricorn baby Ooh, ooh, ciao no but seriously like we're all made differently and we all um operate differently and I feel like when you find out the way that you inherently operate and how um best to use the energies around you because life is a divine alchemy, you know, like we are a particular way. And when we interact with our environment, something new is created. Once you know the way to interact with your environment or you start, you begin to learn the way to interact with your environment. You find that so many paths open up for you because you're not trying to do something the way that the next person did it. Like how best does it work for you? You are the most important factor of that, that can make all of the difference to the things it doesn't matter if somebody has like all of these people like have done something before you and someone tells you oh well you can't go there because other people have done it before you 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 are your unique selling point you are the you are the unique 
piece. Yeah, you are the unique piece of seasoning that can change up the whole thing. Because when them man like the Colonel was coming up with their 11 secret spices for their KFC thing, like other people had fried chicken before. I mean, I bet they stole the ingredients from or stole, stole the recipe from from the enslaved people. But, you know, that's a story for another day. But what I'm saying is like, every po- people had fried chicken before. Then the slave master colonel came along and he was like, well, I'm a, I'm a just take this from you and I'm going to use it, George. And I'm going to use it and call it my 11, my 11 spices, a secret recipe. And, um, and the next thing you know, man's out here and he's banging, you know, that was a horrendous, horrendous analogy, but, um, <laughs> you get what I mean, you know, and at the, in the same vein, people might tell you not to do something because it hasn't worked for other people. It hasn't ever worked before. Nobody's done that before. Don't bother, but you're not everybody. And not for everybody. Cause everybody not for me. Like you're not for everybody, you know, like you do what you need to do in it and watch how it will work out for you. doesn't matter if, in fact, if somebody hasn't done it before, perfect, perfect. Then that means I can decide how I want to do it rather than me told every five minutes. Oh, well, the last person that did it, they did it this way. They did it that way. If no one's done it before, then watch me in it. So thank you to everybody that came through that got tickets that made um, the live show such an extremely beautiful event um, to my team my god like we really did that big up yourself Vanessa big up yourself Annie big up yourself Maria big up yourself Brent Brent my god my baby boy like you've been with me from from the get when it comes to this podcasting appreciate you um big up Shayo obviously as I mentioned on um at the live show um big up all of the sponsors as well like I said like it's a lot of black businesses a lot of black businesses like you know, establishing themselves and they were like, no, I still want to um, gift things for the live show. So I appreciate you and um, please go and support them. Um, there's somebody else I'm going to pick up later on, but they're in the show of Magnificence anyway. So I'll talk about them um, shortly. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you liked my outfits. I picked them all myself. Yes, all of them myself. Um but to be fair, it was great to have somebody to like maybe bounce things off. But it was me that had to then go out and source it because when it comes to it, only I know what styles work for me best. Um, and I'm always it, like the way I use Instagram and certain platforms is that I literally just save things, uh, find, you know, d- designers and things that I, um, you know, want to wear and, you know, want to reach out to. So I've got a very extensive list of like brands and like really great designers that um I'm looking forward to being able to wear at some point and whether it's a case of getting my money up or like um collaborating at some point but either way I've got it saved so I'm always thinking of the next thing and yeah I know like what works with my body and at the same time there are a couple of uh, brands you know like how life let me give you the let me give you the lowdown I, I wasn't sure when I was going to talk about this, but let's talk about the, some of these racist brands. Okay. Like it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, um, I don't really know this person. And also then it comes back to how people go about like talking about you when they're trying to get things for you. Infamous isn't a good word. I just want to put that out there for people to know for future reference. But, um, you know, we live and we learn and we all, you know, we, we figure it out. 
but anyway, back to these brands. Um, what's this one called? Yeah. So there's a brand. Um, I won't even say their name before they start crying, but that the initials of the brand is CP, right? Anyway, they make this um dress that's got like stars and like a sun on it and a moon or whatever and it's made in like sequins or beading I believe and I saw this dress from ages ago like years ago it's been out for over a year I believe right so um the stylist was going to reach out to them and be like oh you know do you have this available so I think they reached out to their PR team meanwhile they've got a whole new collection all of these things out and reached out to them, the PR guy or, um, or publicity, publicist guy um, for that um, brand comes back and he's like, oh no, we've got a very firm strategy for this um, for this term. And so um, we wouldn't be able to have that dress out on loan. Um, but, you know, we look forward to chatting with you again in the future. And I thought, no, nah, you're a dickhead because you could easily be like, that one's not available, but this one's available. And then you look at their page and you see that it's mainly white girls or um light-skinned black girls who are known that they will that they will um, supply things from and and they're not like a high-end range where they'll be doing them sorts of things and they have a new range out that's like navy blue beading that comes as a jumpsuit and comes as um like a dress and that comes with a cape they could have easily been like okay well that one's not like, why would you not have the the last, last thing available? Maybe I just don't understand how the fashion girlies work. But it was very much giving no, no. And also, if you're not writing enough for them to realise that it's worth their time, then like, what are they going to say, really? But I don't know, there was just like lots of things happening all round. Um, and then I sat back and thought about it. And I was just like, you know what? It's fine. I wouldn't have ended up with the white dress that I ended up finding on um, from the doll's house and they're based in Manchester and they were absolutely lovely. I wouldn't have ended up finding that dress if it wasn't for the fact that they moved so mad. Um, but and then the actual designer was reached out to directly. And again, she was given the same energy. And these are the same people that wanted to post black squares during the black square summer of 2020 but you don't actually you don't actually want black um like non-light-skinned black women in your clothes you really don't so but all things work for the good of those who believe in the lord because that white dress was sensational when i saw it i said white leather with the with 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 a with a zodiac vibe with, with an astronomy astrological vibe sign me the fuck up maxi dress with two thigh splits oh the fuck yes that's a bit of me um and so I reached out to the doll's house and I was like can you make this in time like I need it by next week and they did you know and at one the uh, the delivery was even delayed by a day because they were like oh the glue hasn't dried on the dress and we don't want to send it out to you and it's not perfect so we'll have it to you before 9 a.m um a day later um and they did. It arrived at 7.30, then the day after, and just beautiful, just glorious. I'm going to, I have to wear it again. I'm not one of them ones that's like, oh, I've worn it once, so I won't wear it um, again. Me, I'm wearing it, so it might be at your wedding. I'm just going to show up in my white dress again, because I must live my life, and I must get my money's worth. Okay, so um, yeah, I, I sorted it in the end, and um, I think I'll just continue to. I think that there are certain things that 
I will just continue to do for myself because I know myself best. And every time I'm like, oh, let me give this a try. I just end up losing money and I'm still left to still do the very thing myself. So, yeah, but I appreciate everybody, Shab, because we're all just figuring it out. But that particular brand, the CP brand, um, yeah, you can you can piss off. Um, and I'm glad that you were waste um, that you were wayward anyway, because it it made sure that I redirected me to the place that I needed to be. And your dress would not have slapped as hard as that dress slapped. Um, it, the facts are facts, to be honest. Um, but yeah, the overall the show was um, brilliant. Everything ran ran so smoothly. Um, thanks to the Standard Hotel as well. They upgraded my room, and that was just that was amazing. Um, yeah I just had a I'm still reeling from it but obviously the biggest shout out goes to my baby girl Audrey Audrey and Dome thank you so much like so gifted so talented my Aries queen like look at that and when is this coming out no this isn't coming out is this coming out before your birthday well happy birthday to you happy birthday to you yeah it'll come out two days before your birthday so big up yourself Audrey like just for just being amazing for just being the greatest vibes like Audrey's consistently good vibes which is which is rare to see just consistently good vibes just doing what she needs to do and I rate that and there, there was no one no absolutely nobody that could have hosted the live show in the way that you did so thank you so so much for that and more blessings upon your head top um as you enter into a new you know another solar another solar party around the sun um yeah I feel like people had a great time the merch the rest of the merch is online now whatever's left you can get it it won't be shipping until about the 24th because I've got some other bits that I'm doing so it won't allow me to ship before the 24th um, and then we'll be getting those out to you. So the chat shit get banged pins are gone, but the SYM pins are still there. There are so many, there are stickers there as well. So like, grab yourself some stickers before I take everything offline. I think uh, once it hits May, I'll probably take everything back offline because I can't be asked to be selling merch constantly. So grab what you can while they're, while it's there. Um, and in terms of another live show, everyone's like, I'll oh, see you next year. Can't wait. Um, no we go again, we go again, but I'm saying we go again, I'm still trying to work out these, I'm really trying to get my head around the astrology, because it looks like there's a bit of some higgy um, astrology when we get later on into the year, when I should technically be resting, because Jupiter is going to go back into Pisces, it's going to come out into Aries from May, and it's going to go back into Pisces, so I just need to figure out what, how that works for me, but at the same time, I'm saying that, at the same time, I did this live show while Jupiter was in Pisces, while it's in my 12th house, um, but you know, we're moving slowly out of it, which is why I guess I, I could pull it off, um, but yeah, so I, I've got to figure that out, but in an ideal world, we will be having the last live show, the second and last live show of the year, around my birthday so whoever knows when my birthday is would be having it around my birthday so get yourself prepared be prepared told you patrons obviously I'll give you a heads up ahead of time I hope you enjoyed your mingle um patrons and I'll be coming up with um you know more perks for you as we go along really but um yeah it's it, it, it was a real vibe and I really truly do appreciate 
everybody that was um, involved in the process um, and made it as beautiful as it was. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I'll say on that, that I look forward to seeing you at the second live show, COVID willing, because it looks like I'm smelling a lockdown or some kind of restriction. Um, but there's conversations about it anyway. Um, that, you know what? I feel like the Mars and Saturn conjunction on April 4th was pretty gentle. Maybe I'm talking too soon. This episode will come out and it'll be absolute bus everywhere. But it was, um, yeah, it was pretty gentle on our side. Of, but then it was more of a communal, um, like a community type energy anyway. But as expected, conversations around restrictions are coming up. They're coming up. But let's see. Let's see how it all plays out. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's that. I don't really have much else to report. You all looked gorgeous. You all looked absolutely gorgeous. Every single person I saw, you looked fantastic. I love that energy. Um, trying to think of the theme for the next one, the next live show, if we if we are able to have it. And I think it's going to be um, it's my party and I'll fling straws if I want to. So um <laughs> bear that in mind um anyway let's get on with the tarot in it so tarot this week I've got oh so many letters thank you I love that your letters are coming in I'm gonna go to one uh I lots of letters this is the best way I would say to get your tarot questions answered it's just um then it'll be anonymous unless you are you do something or live somewhere very specific where the town your townspeople will be like Sharisa was that you so um yeah anyway this letter says the men are frustrating I was a Virgo girl he was a Pisces boy oh Pisces boy anyway hello Kelechi I hope all is well with you and yours your podcast and Instagram stories truly keep me afloat in this hellscape that is America I'm currently in university early 20s and have started dating as a hopeless romantic and people pleaser work in progress I care deeply and expect others I form relationships with to do the same this way of thinking often leads me to feeling like shit I'm currently seeing this guy less than a month who has been checking all my boxes um, as I have high standards. But I've been feeling as though that whenever I start dating, I have been getting frustrated because these guys don't communicate with me as much as I'd like them to. With this guy, I have been the one initiating the texts and phone calls, even though he's been saying he'll reach out to me more, which he hasn't. This prompts me to make excuses for him like, oh, he's working or busy. That's why he doesn't call or text you that much. And that's okay. How do I stop making excuses for him? And is this guy worth my time? Thank you so much for all that you do. You are a true light that shines brighter than no other. Much love, a baby girl. Thank you, baby girl. All right, let's get into it. The first thing I will say, though, as somebody that who's predominantly water sign, as in myself, right? Um, who deals with some earth signs is um, specifically Virgo. It's like you lot communicate. Obviously, we don't know. I don't know your entire chart, but let's go with the fact that you're a Virgo sun, right? Virgo suns, I find, tend to communicate in a very practical way. And so being an earth sign, yeah, you might be the initiator because he's Pisces sun, right? So they are not like let's use let's use Sadiq as an example. My brother Sadiq, right? He's Pisces sun. 
Sadiq tends to not get back to you when he says that he will. Sadiq lives life on vibes, right? But where you know that Sadiq cares is that he'll always sort of be there as this um, um, emotional kind of support, like this emotional float. He's always kind of good at keeping you afloat. And he'll tell you things as as it is, but he's very, very loving, very caring, very loyal. Um, But they're not people that you can trap into time. You, You can't make them be rigid when it comes to time. They are just here to 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 flow you know and as somebody who is water dominant that is me like I feel like some things help with the fact that all of my water dominance I guess is happening in my eighth house but actually I think that even makes it worse I have such a vast internal life that I that I struggle to articulate or I'm unwilling not even struggle because I know that I could if I wanted to I'm unwilling to verbalize so I have so many feelings, so many things that are happening, but I rarely want to verbalise them. Um, whereas Virgo people are very much like, well, th- what I said is what I meant. If I said that I like you and I'm going to message you at this time, that's what they're going to do. Whereas when it's water signs, they tend to be like, we'll be in touch and they will be in touch, but it's just not going to be at a time, a specific time. Um, anyway, let's see what the cards are saying about you as a Virgo son and him as a, oh, as a Pisces son. Oh, like what I said. So I'm sure you've got some kind of, um, air sign dominance, um, somewhere because the first card that you've got is the queen of swords, which is you. Um, so how you communicate, like I said, I just knew it. How you communicate is rather direct, um, and you cut you saw these cards bloody hell bloody hell vera just shuffling the cards how you communicate is very very it's very direct you know what you want your mind's clear your intentions are clear and you're like i want you i want you you baby um and then we've got the ace of swords in reverse very interesting ace of swords in reverse and then what's happening on the other side of the eight uh the ace of swords in reverse shout it what it do i don't know why i've gone to atlanta in my mind i haven't even watched the new season of atlanta you know i don't know if it's for me uh oh perfect oh that's so gorgeous you're the queen of swords then we've got the ace of swords in reverse and then we've got the page of swords that's so lovely that sword's energy because this says to me that I'm getting intellect right the mind but I'm also getting here like you are you are more skilled at communicating in a particular way than than he is like he's new to this he's new to communicating in a way that you communicate there are more clouds if you look at the page of swords i'm using the lisa style modern witch tarot deck there are more clouds around him no clouds in my stone ella ella anyway there are more clouds around him whereas you there are less clouds around you you can think a bit more clearly than he can and so um and also it might feel like study wise or whatever he's got going on he's got a lot on his mind and so he's getting used to 
communicating with you in the way that you want you have to consider the fact that babes you've been listening to this podcast you've got a massive head start like not not on a bigging myself up thing but you're in your early 20s like you're exposed to so many different manners of thought in a way that he is not so you are um wanting certain things you're able to verbalize verbalize articulate certain things your feelings in a way that in the society that we are collectively experiencing generally men aren't really socialized to do the things that we're doing right so he's learning but he's willing because the page of swords came up upright he's willing there is just at the moment you know with the ace of swords in reverse the connection isn't quite happening but for the fact that it is the ace of swords tells me that once that is upright you're going to be having a great time but it's just understanding that it's he's gonna he's gonna need a minute he's gonna need some time as you said he checks all your boxes in every other way um there's just yeah he, he just needs space what else have we got here just trying to get this out let's see i love that i've got all these listeners in america actually because that's where i want to go next our wheel of fortune in reverse the emperor and the five of pentacles in reverse let's get what that message is okay so the wheel of fortune in reverse says that this isn't really the time i would say to eat to push for more let it be what it is if you can be patient to just let it be what it is because we've got the emperor there so i read the emperor as also being maybe like an institution because i'm looking at the stone throne i'm looking at the emperor thinking about institutions like and then i've got the new york almost like city skyline in the background there's so much more that's happening and there's so many more restrictions in terms of how your relationship can flourish but it's because of institutions it's because of obligations and for some of you it's also got something to do with a a, a father so thinking about that as well but not so much strongly the father I'm getting here for me it just feels like you can't really rush them because they've got they're not they're not not getting back to you because they don't like you basically if they're not getting back to you with the speed that you want it's because they're trying to flow as much as they can with this life that is so currently so so rigid and they're just trying to get through it maybe it's making enough money to continue with um what they whether they're studying as well or whatever they're doing they're just trying to get their money up because i'm looking at the red suit that the emperor is wearing in the um modern witch tarot deck they're trying to get their money up they're trying to figure out how they're going to survive in this uh, concrete jungle wherever they might be they're really trying and they're trying not to um be homeless you know they're trying not to um end up being houseless basically because we've got the five of pentacles in reverse like they're just trying to make it through they don't have as much as they might make it out that they do is the vibe that I'm getting like there's something about their financial situation that isn't set good at the moment which is why they can't really throw all of themselves into being with you or or getting back getting back to you and and being as present as you would like them to be in a relationship because there's other things happening that's making that's feeling rather restrictive that doesn't allow for them to do that so that's why we've got the wheel of fortune there that this isn't really a time to you know be pushing all of that but if you want to um support them 
it's a case of being patient because I've, I can see the queen of wands in reverse at the bottom of the deck. Like what you don't want to do is internalize and um, their lack of um, consistent um, communication. You don't want to internalize that to be something to do with your worth. And then the fire that you have inside you starts to dim um, because you think that they don't like you that much or you're not worth liking when that isn't really the case should whatever happens with this situation it's not because you know you're not like they don't like you enough it's literally because capitalism is a motherfucker and they're really trying their hardest to make sure that you know they can make ends meet that's really that's what the situation is it's not it's literally it's not about you it's not about you like they don't there's no issue here with you I don't see any issue here with you they just they're really um trying to get um get themselves sorted and then you said how do I stop making excuses for him and is this guy worth my time only you can decide that based on what I've told you in terms of is he worth your time but the excuses that you're making for him are different to the excuses that I'm getting that's coming up here which is literally he's just he's really struggling and he um and he doesn't want to you know end up broken have nowhere to live he's um he's trying to figure out a lot of stuff behind the scenes that's what uh that's what the actual issue is so i hope that helps um let me see what can you do in the meantime let me just do a final pull spirit what can baby girl with the virgo sun do in the meantime what do you advise honorable ancestors what do you advise that baby girl who is a virgo son with this pisces what to do in the meantime okay let's see <laughs> okay 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 uh reload it um ace of wands in reverse the star card in reverse ace of cups in reverse temperance seckle seckle Seckle, Seckle, my girl, Seckle, Seckle, don't do anything. Ace of Wands in reverse. You have the tendency to want to fix things and sometimes maybe you want to fix people. And so you want to go in guns a blazing like, you said what? He he is broke. He is about to be out on the streets. You want to now jump in and be like, well, here is our strategy. And spirit is just like back off. This is his path. This is his assignment. This is his journey. Back off. The most that you can do is just hold space. When he's able and wants to, if you decide that you want to still be around, there's a likelihood that he'll come and say, oh, you know what? I am kind of, sorry, the reason I haven't really been communicating is because I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. Um, they, That's the likelihood. You don't need to go in and start micromanaging his life because that's why the star card is here that you are not their healer you know you're you're not being called in this situation to hear all of that and go oh well I'm just going to go over and fix him and I know that I can sort this for him and if we could just recalibrate and put the money here and do this and do that or do you want me to give you money definitely not that definitely there is nothing here that said that you should go and give anybody your money or that that you know because oh well maybe if money's the issue then he'll have more time for me no it's an internal thing leave it alone ace of cups in reverse is here as well like you're really being told do not go and overpour because you being a virgo son like 
you are about organizing. You do want things to be in order. You do want to help and fix things and you do want to be extremely practical and you do want to go and pour into this person, hoping that that will be the thing that shifts it. And you're being told not to. There are so many cups here. So many cups here. We've got the star card, two cups being poured. We've got the ace of cups, that cup being poured. And then we've got the temperance card, the only card that's upright in this particular pool. Um, you know that of advice for you and the water's been poured in and out in the temperance card the temperance card is here reminding you that relationships are about reciprocity the relationships are about reciprocity I don't know why I'm looking at the I always my eyes are always drawn to the colorful um, jumper that the angel is wearing in this with her beautiful braids um like there's so much exploration for you I feel like for you even to do regarding maybe your sexuality and and things like that like pour into yourself rather than running to go and distract yourself by trying to pour into somebody else um focus on you like you are deserving of your own sunlight the sunlight that you want to go and shine so fervently onto other people you are deserving of feeling your own warmth and so this is saying pour into yourself um one foot in the ground one foot in the water one foot in the ground we've got the same thing with the star card one foot in the water one foot in the ground there is a balance that you personally need to strike with your internal um life and your physical life like what is it about this situation um that's maybe triggering something in you regarding um how worthy you feel um based on other people's perceptions or other people's actions because I know that's work for all of us that we're all doing right but there's something strongly here about you've got such a rich emotional world that is yet to be explored and so it this not hearing back from him consistently or you having to initiate certain things might actually be a sign that um there's something happening um, within you that you should explore more like you've clearly got so much that you want to give what other avenues can these um, feelings be um you know brought about do you have to date just one person I mean, have you had that discussion? Because if you haven't, do you have to just be, you know, trying to pour into him? You said he ch uh, checks um, all of your boxes, but clearly there's the box of um, texting people back and responding that's not checked. So, you know, there's just more balance to be struck in your life at the moment. You've got a lot to give and I just don't know necessarily whether you have to make yourself give it all to one person currently, especially if things haven't been established in that regard. So yeah, that's the message for the tarot. I pray that it resonates with you. Do send me an update on that situation. I love reading updates after my tarot readings because you know the accuracy is really accuracying. Um, but yeah, no, I love to, I love hearing your feedback about that. But big up yourself, baby girl, for sending that through. Thank you. Okay, so after that tarot, I'll jump to share your magnificence before I go on the break. So share your magnificence this week. Let's get into it. It says here, hi, Kalechi. I had to write in for share your magnificence this week, especially after your incredible live show last week, which I'm still not over. I have a few nominations, but first up is you. The Say Your Mind live show was outstanding. Thank you. From your stunning outfits, to the live renditions and top tier banter. I had an amazing night and cannot thank you enough for that. Thank you for being you and choosing to show up unapologetically in this world. Secondly, I want to nominate Leona Nicole Black. Boop, boop, boop. I discovered Leona through you a couple of years ago and haven't looked back. 
Leona has made the most beautiful community with House of Black. Her ability to show up, lead and love us is truly something special. I feel like I have finally found my community with House of Black. And lastly, I wanted to shout out Alicia for the incredible merchandise she designed for the live show. All the pieces were just divine, but the straw badge is a firm fave. I'll be wearing it with pride on my daily commute. Sending you so much love and thank you for taking the time to read this. Thank you for sending that through. Two slaps on your chest, Leona Nicole Black. And um, two slaps on your chest, uh, Alicia, for wonderful, wonderful things. So I'm going to start. I'm glad that this letter came through because I'm going to start off with Leona Nicole Black. So the other day, like Leona does weekly tarot therapy uh, sessions in a house of black. Um, You should get on that if you're not on that. Um, Leona is extremely gifted when it comes to tarot I'm saying like extremely gifted that woman's on another fucking level and also she's got her book coming out um in July this year I believe 7th of July if I'm not mistaken 7-7 called tarot therapy um and we need that we need more books uh by black women about tarot but not just any black women specifically um, somebody like Leona who knows what the fuck they're talking about and what they feel and and that level of knowledge like I love when women are like smart as fuck but they also have such a deep uh kind of emotional world because sometimes people can solely exist on a cerebral plane and so feeling anything neck down drag me lord feeling anything neck down might be really hard but she is very much in that heart space she's very much in that sacral space um and channels so beautifully because of that um that you know having a culmination of all those strengths it's incredible to witness and the space that she holds for her community um in the house of black is beautiful and more specifically i believe that you can't really hold space for people if you are unwilling to show up as who you truly are with all your flaws with all your hurts because community is a reciprocal dynamic right like you I would be worried about a community where the person who is at the forefront of it or who has cultivated it you don't know too much about them they try to give off the air of perfection and um because that's not real we are humans and we feel things and I say that because of the uh, the other day I um managed to tune in to um a session that Leona was having and she was feeling a lot of things primarily anger about a particular situation that's not my story to tell that's Leona's life but I just thought that was so beautiful like I thought it was so beautiful because there should be more spaces for black women specifically and you know femmes across the board like to have where they can express their anger about a situation so they can get to the hurt so they can move past all of that and they can like rest in the joy and they can rest in the peace of knowing that once again they are free and watching that session I couldn't stay for the whole thing but watching that session was just so beautiful because anger it's only if you decide to be destructive with anger that you get, you you know, that things happen. But what's also wrong with destroying things that do not serve a purpose, that are just there and they're hindering the thing? What is so wrong with that as well? What? You know? But I'm talking about the destructive anger where you kind of go and you want to hurt people and want to be malicious for no damn reason. I'm, I'm Sometimes, of course, we feel those feelings, but it's to actually go and act on it. But what Leona did there was 
beautiful and it was restorative because she called in her community to witness her emotions and to witness her experiencing these feelings and then she was doing a tarot reading from there and and it was so powerful she did a reading for um every sign and it was so powerful and I love that because it's that reminder that I keep saying that there's so much power for black women in anger there is so much to 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 garner there and there's so much for us to take forward from there but if we are unwilling to feel it then we'll be wondering why centuries and centuries go by and we're still in the same fucking dynamic. Like there has to be a change. And I believe that change, one of those changes to be how we process our anger um, and how, and do we hold space for each other to be able to feel those feelings, see each other, embrace each other and then move on from there. So big up yourself, Leona, for, you know, creating that community in, in House of Black. Um, it's great, great to see. So, yeah, join you lot should go and join if you haven't, because big things are gone. Um, and then, yeah, secondly, Alicia, baby girl. Alicia is such a cutie. That's you talented lot that then are cute on top of it. I don't even know how you manage. But um, Alicia designed the merch for the show. You should go and check it out. So, so, so lovely. Like the whole experience was so seamless. Primarily like Shia was um, primarily uh, talking with uh, Alicia to sort it. Like my brief for what I wanted for the merch was very kind of specific in that or I want it to be vintage style especially because the phrases are so like you know rather harsh um and people might call it vulgar so I just want us to play and like juxtapose that with the font and and the design of the merchandise overall and I said you know I'd be making pins posters and stickers and Alicia designed the fuck out of it and let me tell you Alicia said a date and she got that design ready for that date like the punctuality what come through queen like it was it was fantastic to see it was it was so easy on that end it was the manufacturers that I had to do was was with for a little bit but even that went more smoothly than usual so making merch this time was not horrid I don't want to make anything again but if I must you know in terms of accompanying these live shows then I guess I will but um the next live show it won't be pins or stickers or badges no there'll be pins I imagine maybe but definitely not like uh badges or posters um sorry definitely not stickers or posters um but we'll see what else I have um but no thank you so much Alicia thank you for making that whole experience so smooth and for creating beautiful beautiful designs for me to be able to work with I truly appreciate that and thank you for coming to the live show as well so yeah I love that show magnificence thank you for that anyway I will big up the first of this week's show sponsors who are better help and I'll be right back this podcast is sponsored by better help People don't always realise that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding and even digestive issues can be indicators of stress. And let's not forget about doom scrolling, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, under eating and overeating. Um, Wow, just drag me all all about the place. But I, I know what it's like to just hold so much stress in the body, teeth grinding, um, not sleeping as much as I should. I'm not getting to eat enough because I'm rushing about. 
all of that stuff. And that's why therapy really helped me to kind of get myself in order and to get to the bottom of like, why are you stressing so much? How much can you really control? All of that stuff. Um, But basically stress shows up in all kinds of ways. And in a world that's telling you to do more, sleep less and grind all the time. Molly May did tell you a lot that you've got 20, you, you've got 24 hours in a day and basically you should use 23.75 of them to work. Um, Here's your reminder to take care of yourself and do less and maybe try some therapy um I know personally that therapy has been I say all the time like therapy has been a lifesaver for me I wouldn't be able to show up in the way that I do if it wasn't for the amount of hours that I've spent in therapy really working to understand myself so I can better understand the world around me and I can be of more use like I'd be of no use if I wasn't constantly you know working on being more self-aware and also compassionate, you know, learning to have compassion for myself. Otherwise I'll struggle to have compassion for other people and their situations, except for people who don't wash their legs. I don't have compassion for that. Um, better help is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So don't have, you know, you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. So give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. Say Your Mind listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash your mind. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash your mind. So, um, yeah, go and get involved. Betterhelp.com slash your mind and see if it can help you. Anyway, let's get back to the show and get on with So You Mad. So this week on So You Mad, like there are so many little bits to get through. But the first thing that came up for me was uh, that Channing Crowder guy talking about Russell Wilson being a square because Russell Wilson. um, Let me see if I can even play. Can I get away with playing it? Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Brad ain't gonna be with him. <laughs> so uh, Russell and Sierra. Yeah, if Russell ain't had that Brad ain't gonna be with him. <laughs> Russell Square. Yeah, Russell, Russell Square. Russell Square. Sierra, Sierra had a. She she has a good situation, but she you don't leave future they, and a, get with Russell Wilson. The, the, the thing is, I think that's what you don't wrong, leave though. future and get with Russell Wilson. Like, it's, a, it's a type. Listen, bro, everybody peace. got a type. Yeah, that's true. Everybody has a time. You're going to leave Future and get with Russell Wilson? You he's have... so goddamn square, and I love him on the field. He's this... a square. Channing. He's a fucking square. Channing, you go from this level of toxicity, you just want something stable. You want the guy that was sitting with that girl with that big old mouth at the draft that was laughing, and you knew she deserved <laughs> to be with him. Goofball? Yeah, you want that you guy. You want to get with you, goofballs, no, You want the guy that told me, you know what? I was I was praying and God told me to go save her. That's what the man told me to my face. Interesting, isn't it? Like, I just find that so, so interesting. Like how Russell Wilson is a square. So Russell Wilson is married to Sierra. They've been together for over six years, I think now, I think. Um, And she was with Future for what? a little while long enough to conceive baby future um also maybe known as the present um they she hasn't been with russell wilson in so i'm sorry she hasn't been with future in so long yet people still keep like future and sierra as a thing that they keep mentioning and i just don't know why people won't let women move past their mistakes well maybe that's a bit harsh 
no no I don't think it is baby future is not the mistake baby future is wonderful um I'm talking so much I'm talking more about like no maybe mistake is harsh they won't let women move past their lessons I think is 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 a thing like or their experiences like Sierra learned from being with future that um I'm going to let go when they say she tell me she nah let go no Sierra was like I'm I'm gonna let go baby I want NFL everywhere me go NFL everywhere me go now Russell Wilson me love everybody knows like she was like I'm that's where I'm gonna be at okay when she was singing just can't leave them alone just God said leave them alone immediately about what you can't leave them alone because the bad boys turning me on the bad boys eventually that switch got turned off God said get get Sarah if I catch you there again if I catch you with a bad boy, if I see you there in Atlanta boogieing down, Sierra, I will deal with you. So Sierra learned that that's not where the ancestors or God wanted her to be. And she moved swiftly on. And it's such a beautiful thing to be loved and to be loved publicly and to be loved wholly. Obviously, we don't know Wagwan in their relationship, like, you know, what the ins and outs or the intricacies of her relationship with Russell Wilson. But what we can see is that it's a it's a very vastly different life to the kind of life she had when around the time where she was kind of mingling with um future like he didn't respect her and so when you find like you've got men calling um calling what is it calling russell wilson square um it's the same way i felt about how um and we'll get onto it shortly but the way that i felt when certain men were talking about how could will smith go and slap some um slap rare 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 in defense of jada because there's something about men not really liking the women that they're with. And I feel like that's another conversation. There are so many men who are in relationships with women that they do not like. Why are you there? Like, because, you know, misogyny and this patriarchal society has made you feel like you are entitled to a woman. You go and get a woman who has been told by society that the biggest prize in her fucking life is to have been claimed by a man and even if that man doesn't seem he doesn't show behavior that would reflect actually liking her as a person people get married have children and they struggle along they they just hobble along just 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 dragging each other forward and calling it hashtag black love that's not that is hashtag black struggle that is hashtag black pain like it doesn't have to be that way and yet although I know very little of what their life is like Sierra and Russell Wilson seem to give the vibe that that is hashtag black love you know that is they are they make each other better and I love how much he loves her and I know initially people were like oh he's sus he's this he's that he's this he's that because in the archetype of what's presented to us about black masculinity, Russell Wilson isn't what is usually presented about a quietly confident, consistent, loyal husband that is just about you and just loves the hell out of you. Like he can't even really dance to that. Do you know how much of a big deal that is? Sierra can fucking dance. Didn't she shave off part of her foot or her toe? Like, but, and she's still dancing. Like Sierra can dance this fucking place to the ground. And she said, you know what? You that can barely do a two-step, come in, I'm an That was horrible. You are a vile person, Kalechi. Um, 
but you know she loves the fuck out of him and I feel like he loves the fuck out of her and you know sometimes we have to grow beyond our toxic desires who doesn't love a bad boy don't let me start with my stories okay because I have been there done that and I did not sing to the feds okay didn't even sing in a choir really but I definitely didn't sing to the feds but do you get me like people go through things and then now I look at those lifestyles and I think would I ever want to be back there again literally the guys who are still even engaged in that lifestyle that I'll probably know from um way back when I I don't even see them as attractive anymore I just can't I can't physically see them as attractive anymore because the things I desire for my life that are attractive to me they no longer fit that and I feel like Sierra is on that vibe too and I don't dis I don't doubt that it took her a lot of adjusting and is still taking a lot of adjusting with um Russell Wilson because I see her sometimes when she's at these events and the song comes on and you see just her right hip tries to rocket dunk like her, her her right hip tries to drop down just a little piece and you can see that she this girl wants to whine this girl wants to whine and dip it down low and bring it up slow but she's like you know what this is a different life. We are amongst different people and I must control this waist. I must. These hips, they better lie today. They better lie while we're out here. They can't tell the truth because people are gone mad. But, um, you know, and, and I, and I, I, and I think I like that for her. I don't know about the White House aspirations. I'm definitely getting White House aspirations. I'm definitely getting after NFL is done. What, let's go for governorship. Let's go for a senator seat. I'm definitely getting that. And I don't want Sierra to not be able to whine freely in public forever. Do you get me? Like, I want freedom for my sis and for her hips. But, um, you know, she's, I, I, she just looks happier, you know, she just looks I'm not gonna say what came into my mind then that's rude but she knows she looks happier um features glowing and I love that for her but men there are specific men who don't love that for her because they believe that once you once they once they possess you that you can't be anywhere else but if anything you know future is that kind of he's a human reminder that you deserve better because after interacting with him laurie harvey went off and now she's with michael b jordan i mean he shaved off his beard so that was really interesting to see but um you know they move on they realize after being with future they say no this cannot be my future that's why his name is that good you go towards him and you're like yeah you can't you get that kind of um what is that girl um that's so raven you get that flash into the future and you're like that kind of premonition and you're like no 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 i'm not doing that that's what he future is a way when he ejaculates it helps you to see forward into the future and you see what your life could be like and you said what i'll be kicking and fighting for child support okay i'm out and they go and they go and do better notice how the men that they go and choose after him are vastly different from him because they were like i do not want i do not even want to smell that lifestyle never um and men hate that the men like future hate that because usually what they want you to do is for them to 
possess you and for you to not go anywhere after that and then you're branded and that's it for your life and you know the the ancestors the spirits that ride with these girls that are greater are greater than your sperm count and they just won't allow it to be you know so um I'm happy for Sierra and if the if if Russell Wilson what are they going to do now maybe they're going to get Rishi Sunak and his wife anyway unlikely in it because everyone's in cahoots together anyway um uh if russell wilson loving his family and being present and just being smiley and quiet and and reserved if that is a, a square then sign people up more people should sign up for squares honestly more people should sign up for squares because you can't be doing struggle love how long will you do struggle love for? Pluto is going to move into Aquarius soon and you like your big, big ages are still doing struggle love. Get it the fuck together. Get fit, get your life the fuck together. I know that like toxic guys sometimes fling about the best dick, but you have to want more for your life than dick. You really have to. You have to commit to that. I want better for you anyway. And, you know, the conversation goes beyond that. You know, we have to look at how, men themselves interact with patriarchy and what they feel entitled to and the kind of conversations that they have about men who um encourage and um support their wives being um autonomous beings or they support um this whole kind of like family life because you lot weren't cracking these jokes when fabulous was knocking the teeth out of his girlfriend's mouth or whatever weren't cracking these jokes when joe budden was bussing people up any which way like to you that's normal because then you'll turn around and be like well what did the woman do because women these days rare 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 you like when men have 50 11 baby mothers and they're beating the beating them up and all of that stuff that's fine and oh no you'll turn around and go oh those aren't real men those are boys and i'm so fucking tired of that rhetoric they are men they are real men they're not plastic men they're not cardboard men and even if you were like they're boys they're boys then okay but you're, you're still dealing with masculinity we're still dealing with mac masculinity and patriarchy in this society so we're still coming back to the same thing there's this idea that there is this elusive real man that doesn't do what these things these these boys do but then we never see the real men and then when we do see the quote-unquote real men someone that we could be that we could um link to maybe somebody like russell wilson you'll turn around and go he's a square so who's telling the truth you liars you raggedy liars but me I'm happy for my girl Cece, you know, even when she was just like level up, level up or walk in the spirit of wife and not girlfriend. Even she can be wayward at times. But, you know, I, I, I want happiness for all my girlies, especially my my girlies with the wickedest wastes. You know, I, I want I want great things for them. So um, that's all I wanted to say about that, really. Um, and then what else did I see? Well, I saw that T.I. was yet again again look at that ti another toxic man um going to you know check his his daughter's hymen again entitlement to women's bodies girls bodies talk about it talk about it you know because things need to be talked about okay anyway um yeah ti is doing stand-up and i don't understand why ti is doing stand-up um he did a show the other day when he then ended up like um, being rude about the woman 
I think her last name's Knight or something. He, he was like r- rude about her, telling her to take off her wig. And all she had to say was one thing like, well, I'll take off this wig when you address those um, allegations. And then he lost his shit and was shouting up and down the, the club place. Um, they were like, oh, he was drunk. And then he tried to bring it back and be like, oh, let me introduce you to this um, comedian after he already said, he, he basically, he was rude to her. He called her all types of bitch. Then when he was confronted about it after the show online, he was like, oh, I never called her a bitch. If there's footage of me calling her a bitch, I'll give her, I think he said like $1 million or something. And she posted the video of him saying that he'll give $1 million if she has, um, um, anyone has a clip, a clip of him calling her a bitch. And then next to that, there was a video of him calling her a bitch only for him to then come and tweet oh well let me let me introduce you guys to this um comedian she's this she's that like it was such a shady tweet that he wrote because he's not used to women being able to outsmart him because um tiny with the blue eyes um the blue eyed project she's doing what she's doing over there um you know and it's all it's all a mess. It's really all a mess. But he couldn't take in that situation that he got owned. But he's still out here con- tr- persisting in doing a stand-up comedy. I saw that he performed in New York somewhere. I think it was in Brooklyn and he got booed. And of course you're going to get booed because the thing is, a joke is not meant to do stand-up comedy a comedian is meant to do the joke, but you are just the joke. Therefore, there is no comedian to do you. So I'll leave that there. You and your big words that are taller than you. Um, and then what else did I see? Well, Paula Patton and those chicken wings. Paula Patton um, made a video um, a few weeks ago, I believe it was, like quite a while ago, that then got picked up by this black girl on TikTok where Paula Patton, she's the one that used to be married uh, to Robin Thicke. Lost without you. Well, you lost her because you moved mad. Um, so Paula Patton, who is a biracial woman with a white mother, was um, frying um, some chicken wings. She said she was frying it for her son's school. Um, many things happened there. Many things happened there. And you know what? I think that sometimes we all need to respect ourselves and understand that this is a com- this is an intra-community commu- uh, conversation. This is an intra-communal discourse that needs to take place between the biracials. Um, because anybody else wading in it's just going to be cheeky and feel disrespectful um yes because paula rinsed that chicken she said that after the fact she made another video after the fact when people were laughing online and she said oh no the, the video was edited i did actually wash the chicken but i i only saw her rinse the chicken do you get me so she rinses the chicken and then um i noticed that then she threw that chicken directly into unseasoned flour and so i was like oh lord something is happening here jesus intervene jesus be some seasoning jesus i call upon you on the eighth day you created well the lord created paprika let it enter this situation lord let it be abundant in this situation lord but um the paprika did not arrive from what i understand um for the duration of the video um so she threw this chicken into unseasoned chicken into unseasoned flour and then she she shook it about she shook it about and i want to know what she was shaking in that bag I want to know what she was shaking in that bag. So she takes the chicken out now from the flour and she takes it to her avocado oil that she's put in a pan and um, she throws the chicken in. And I'm like, hmm, okay. 
then where my heart really started to um, beat faster. Yeah, my heart really started to beat faster was when she then started adding her seasoning. She had like three, fair enough. Oh, was it four? I think it was about three. She had, she got the seasoning and then she doused the seasoning on, onto the oil while the chicken was in, in the oil. She threw, she threw the seasoning onto it. And then immediately the oil started getting black. And, 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 and that's where I would have, with any sort of, you know, minuscule scientific knowledge, I'd be like, should the chick, should the oil get that black that quickly? And then she flips it over. The the chicken hasn't even had a t- um, some time to go like boom 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 in the oil. You know when the chicken goes when the oil is getting in the skin, it didn't even have a chance to do that. Baby girl is flipping the chicken over. She's flipping the wings over in the oil that's now black from the seasoning that she's dashed directly into the oil. And then she adds more to coat the other side of the chicken. And then eventually she takes it out. I say eventually, there wasn't much time between that. So I'm just like, that chicken is not cooked, baby. Usually if I take out my chicken from the oil that quickly, it's because I'm going to put it in the oven. Now I haven't eaten chicken in months at this point. So I feel like sometimes God comes to you in various ways. Like spirit will come to you and be like, baby girl, I know that you're, you're making this transition and it's merely the beginning of a far greater transition where we leave the flesh, you know, the eating of flesh behind. And, you know, I'm well on my journey because God is working on me. Okay. So, um, I said, Lord, they've opened a Popeye's in Stratford and your child has not tasted a thing. Is this truly what you've called for me? Is this truly what you've called over my life? Is this truly what you want for me? Within moments of saying that, I saw that video and I understood. In that moment, I understood the ancestors got together collectively and they held me and they raised my phone up to my face and they said, baby girl, look, look at what people are doing to chicken in another area of the world. We don't want you to ever have to interact with anything that looks like this, okay? let it go. And I understood. But you know me, if I was taking the oil, if I was taking the chicken out of the oil that quickly, it's because I'm going to let the uh, chicken, the wings finish cooking in the oven. Um, So then it's not sitting in oil for a lot of the time. And that is why my chicken wings are exemplary. But that's by the by. We're focusing on Paula pattern. Paula, pick up your seasoning pattern. Come pick up your seasoning. Don't hurt no wings. Jasmine Sullivan would be proud. Um, Paula, pick up your seasoning pattern. Um, took this chicken wing out of the thing, took it out of the pan, and she bit into it and she said, Yummy. I saw red. Not even because I was angry. I literally saw red because the chicken flesh was still raw and and there was blood on that bone. And she said that she made, what, 138 pieces for her her son's school. And that's how I know there can't be black children at her son's school. Because I, as a black parent, if another parent had brought that in, I'm going to wait for you at the school gates. And we, I promise you, we are fighting. We will off our clot and we'll fight at the school gates. Because what the fuck was that? What was that? If I don't fight you, then I'm going to give you a hamper of seasoning and recipe books and just be like get to work because you cannot come and disgrace us there there is me 
and there is you in this entire white establishment. Our children cannot come and suffer. Get yourself the fuck together. But anyway, she saw everyone talking about her very, very wild way of cooking chicken. But she said that she was frying chicken wings like her mum, her mum's recipe. Without even ever seeing her mum, I knew immediately what demographic her mum belonged to. Um, and that was confirmed, you know, and, um, you know, she came back afterwards and that's why, that's why I feel like she's a real G because she came back and she made another video afterwards, still smiling the way that she was smiling when she was making that abomination of a wing, um, or 138 wings later. Um, she came back and she said, um, you know, she's willing to wing another day. You know, she said, well, that's my mum's recipe. That's how we make it. And, you know, thank you for all of your suggestions. I will definitely, you know, try them out, but I will always make chicken the way that me and my mum make it. This is our special recipe. And let me tell you something that is very special. It's so special, so special, so special, so special. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to see anything like that online again, that to me, People were triggered by Will Smith and Will Smith uh, Will Smith's slap. I was triggered by those wings. Yeah, I don't. I never want to see anything like that again. But you know, big up to Paula Patton for taking it in her stride and not getting upset. You know, um, I hope she sits down and have. If her mum, you know, I pray her mum's still here. She, I sit. I hope she sits down with her mum and they have conversations about where did her mum learn that recipe. Or, you know, how did, did she watch her mum make it that way? Or or did her mum kind of like write down the, the things or write down the ingredients and she didn't really know the step by step? I There are so many questions that I have, but I believe that the reason that we are, we have incarnated into this lifetime is because we are meant to stop generational curses. We are, that is our responsibility. And to me, those wings... That, that that is a generational curse that needs to stop that, that that you don't need to pass that on to your children do not teach anybody to cook chicken in that way ever 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 again let those wings go let them fly let them fly away um and then um i feel so american but then in other news jennifer lopez and ben affleck are now engaged after what nearly 20 years apart there's so there's so much to be said there isn't there there's so much to be said there, you know, like, and it's what I've been saying it for a few weeks. And I think that we're going to see more of it. Don't let marriage get in the way of you being with the love of your life. I say that in jest, please do not come for me. But you know, like just when you love somebody, you'll find your way back. You'll find your way back home, you know, and they have some sizzling sinistry from what I understand, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. So I guess they were always going to find their way back to each other. And life is complicated. You know, people think that, oh, well, once I've had a child, maybe I can't get back with that person. Or once I've um, gotten married, maybe I can't get... I'm not telling people to leave their institutions. I want to make this clear. But what I am saying is that sometimes people should consider that relationships and marriages aren't as rigid as they think that they are. This idea of like forever, 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 while that's beautiful in certain regards you have to make an allowance, you have to make a contingency plan for life, lifing, okay, um, and you know, for them, I, 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 I like it for them, you know, um, she said, you know, come on DJ, play that song, play it all night long, um, turn it up, because it turns me on, that, those, those were very profound lyrics, you know, she said she was waiting for tonight, oh, 
when you will be here in my arms. And she waited for more than 20 years worth of nights and now he's back in her arms. And I wonder if Ashanti will sing her in uh, on her wedding day, you know, because it would be great to see that Ashanti actually, you know, being the one at the four, at the four actually singing the songs that she's taking credit for. Um, but yeah, you know, happy for them. I, I I think that they would be, based on their age, they would be in a different, Pluto would be in a different place for them. And I feel like, um, Zo, uh, what's that girl? Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa, I think, are they in a particular Pluto thing as well? They're definitely of a different generation of, of, of Pluto energy, I believe. And there is something about their, their kind of, uh, their kind of generational uh, placement. That's what I'll call it. Because you know that there are some planets that are further away from the sun. Thus, like they have a whole different thing that they're doing, that they move slow, more slowly and things like that. So you, so certain planets are in certain signs for a generation, right? So I'm of a Pluto and Scorpio generation. I don't think, I don't think they're in my, I don't think they're in my, uh, my placement. I don't think they're in my generation. I could be wrong, but, um, there's something I feel, and I must explore it further about their generation. Um, and the kind of like the generational planets that they have, that means that they don't write off getting back together, even after long periods of not being together. Do you see it? Because they went and had whole ass other lives. They had happy relationships, marriages with other people. And after all of that, they were just like, you're still the one I run to. The one that I belong to. You're still the one I want for life. You're still the one. You're still the one I film for. The one I go to Academy Awards for. You're still the I'll stop now before they come and sue me. But Shania Twain, big up yourself. Cause you've been making bangers, okay? Anyway. Um yeah, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. You know, like I feel like I would like to have more of a discussion, more of a mature discussion about the realities of relationships. And I think that that is also what um uh will smith and jada what they represented as well like there's just something about relationships not being as um cut and dry as we are made to believe through i don't know hollywood or whatever we're made to believe that relationships are a particular way and i feel like relationships are far more complex than we give them credit for you're dealing with whole ass human beings with all of their complexities all of their baggages um all their baggage all their flaws all of their things and you're trying to make life together you're going to have to make some allowances you're going to have to make some compromises you're going to have to figure out idiosyncrasies that work for you um specifically and you have to really forget the rest of the world and do what you're doing so um you know them being engaged again is cute. It's cute. Her body's still set good. You get me? Um, he's all right. 
Wasn't he just the other day on a dating app and then the girl didn't realise that it was actually him. She thought she was being catfished and it was actually him. It was actually him. He's been out here looking for love. Uh, it says here, Jennifer Lopez has announced her engagement to actor Ben Affleck 19 years after the couple first called off their wedding. The singer and actor, 52, shared the news with fans via her on the JLo newsletter. In the email, she posted a video of herself admiring a large green stoned engagement ring on her finger. The clip then pans up to her face and shows her appearing to wipe away tears before she says you're perfect lopez trailed the major announcement via her twitter and instagram accounts where she encouraged followers to register for her newsletter (laughs) come through engagement queen because she knows social media is going down we've got like two years left uh, the news comes after comes a year after the pair publicly rekindled the romance after almost two decades apart Lopez and Affleck started dating in July uh, 2002 and announced their engagement in November that year. The couple were to be married the following September, but postponed the weddings days before the ceremony. In uh, January 2004, they called the engagement off and separated. Ben and I split up at the moment. Ben and I split up at the moment when I thought we were committing to each other forever. It was my first real heartbreak. It felt like my heart had been torn out of my chest, Lopez wrote in page six in 2014. Just three days after her cancelled wedding, Lopez began dating the American singer Mark Antony. Let me tell you something about J-Lo. She does not wait. She is like J. No, she is out there. She does not wait. Pum pum na rest. Um, she married him June two thousand and four. Okay, because she stays with a boo. Um, she confirmed she was back together with Affleck on um in on Instagram after her fifty second birthday when she shared a photograph of herself kissing the actor on board a private yacht. She never, you never could imagine something like that could happen. Lopez told Ellen DeGeneres, sorry, Ellen DeGeneres about the relationship. It's a beautiful thing. Affleck was previously married to the actor Jennifer Garner, with whom he had three children. See something about Ben Affleck. He likes a strong core. You know, he likes some abs because Jennifer Garner's body is not to be played with either. He likes them brunettes who have, you know, protruding rectus abdomini. Let me tell you that. Um, He had three children, Violet, 16, Serafina, 13, and Samuel, 10. I love that name, Serafina. They divorced in 2018 after 13 years of marriage. This guy was married for 13 years. And he still went, let me go back to that rock hard body core, that rock hard body abs over there. Affleck remains guarded over public comments about his personal life, telling the Wall Street Journal in December... One of the harder lessons that I've learned is that it's not wise to share everything with the world. See, now, see, this might be something that they're going to have to figure out because J-Lo's sharing things on newsletters and you're like, well, I don't want to say anything publicly. So, (laughs) well, well, well. Um, There are some things which are private and intimate and have meaning in terms of their intimacy by dint of the fact that they're not shared with the rest of the world. Lopez was married to Mark Antony for 10 years. They were divorced in 2014 and um, have twins Emmy and Max, 14. Lopez was also married to Ojani Noah from 1997 to 1998 and Chris Judd from 2001 to 2003. I would love to see Jennifer Lopez's chart. Like that, that seventh house energy is strong with this one. Like marriage is her bag. She said, Elizabeth Taylor who? what you know let her get her life you know because whatever marriage she maybe she just loves weddings 
maybe she just loves weddings who knows but one thing about her is like she's going to live her life and she's going to feel those butterflies as many times as she wants to and I'm not especially mad at it as long as the children are okay and they're functioning healthily and they have a good understanding of relationships then everybody can do what they're doing as far as I'm concerned but I thought that was interesting um and then finally David Oyelowo hmm so David Oyelowo um, Oyelowo, Oyelowo, Oyelowo. I can't see. See, I can't see the signs on his name, so I can't even know. But um, I refuse to call it Oyelowo like the Brits do, um, like the whites. Um, he's a black British actor. He decided that you know he was going to comment on what's happened with uh, Will Smith and the slap. Because for those of you who don't know, the Academy have suspended Will Smith um from attending any academy hickey hagar for 10 years or um, attending the ceremony attending any screenings all of that all of that he's not allowed for 10 years but the good thing is that he gets to keep his academy award which i think is all that anybody cares about really um it's funny that they suspended him for 10 years because to me i'm like do you think do you think that you'll be relevant or do you think that you'll be in existence in 10 years i don't think so I definitely don't think so. But what are we on? The 90 something? Um, I, you're not making it. To, you're not making it past 100. You're not. But maybe, I, maybe I'm guessing. Maybe they will. And we'll come back to this episode and be like, ha ha, Kalechi, they did. But I don't see it for them. So it's funny that they've um, suspended him for 10 years. Meanwhile, uh, Weinstein, well, no, Weinstein is suspended indefinitely. I think that they said, but he can, he got to keep all of his awards. Um, Polanski's still there, Woody Allen's still there, this person's still there, that person's still there. Every time they're still getting to come to every ceremony wearing a shiny shoe, you know, wearing one kind of suit, they are allowed to do all of these things. Yet, 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 it's Will Smith that gets the 10 year suspension. And you know, it's like what I talked about earlier in like the useless um, designer that I re- reached out to or that was reached out to and they decided they, they, they were just very weird, right? It made me go and search and find the actual perfect dress for me for the live show. I believe that Will Smith will find his perfect dress too. You know, he will, he'll find his perfect dress um, because rejection is only redirection back to self like you come back to you and sometimes rejection is the best thing that can ever happen to you because without it you would not have found your true north you would not have found your thing you would not have found the star that you're meant to follow you would not have found it um while it hurts understand that the ancestors while spirit specifically spirit will do everything possible to aid you in living to your optimal um uh potential and that comes in the form of you being rejected from places that you think that you should be because you don't really really need to be there there's so much more within you that can only be realized if you are not part of certain spaces come through spirit whoo fucking me up with my chakras um would I have done the live show that I'd done if I'd been um, brought in and ex- uh, and accepted by certain like platforms, listening platforms or whatever? Not really. Like my, I understand time and time again, 
that it's important for me to forge my own path because nobody has done what I'm doing currently. There isn't a single motherfucker who's done what I've done, who's doing what I'm doing single-handedly. I haven't got no um, buddy that I bounce off. Well, big up yourself, Sadiq, for being with me as long as you were. But I started this on my own and I continue it on my own for a specific reason because it's about my voice and it's about me putting out what I want to put out and being able to back my rascal chat, you know? Like, so the paths will open up for me where people thought that they were that it wouldn't all the things that people said that wouldn't be possible like well if you say this you're not going to be allowed into certain spaces good good because then I'll create my own space and I'll show you what it can look like where there is a space where people can do up enjoyment um but it's responsible and it's healing I'll show you that that's possible and, and don't 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 sleep on me because when I set up that fucking tv network in 10 years you better you better be ready because I will make my own things. I will make my own things and I will make my own space. And that's important. And I feel like that is what, um, um, you know, um, I feel like that's what Will has been called to do, to have his own space, to create his own thing and to stop relying on the prestige or the perceived prestige of the Academy Awards. They're done out here. The only reason that they're being talked about so much over the past few days, um, or, you know, or past couple of weeks is because of your slap. You can go and slap anywhere else. I mean, I wouldn't advise that you slap again. But, you know, you get what I mean. Like, you can go and be anywhere else. You don't have to be there. Every single thing that one needs to get in terms of accolades, you got it. So what what do you really need them for? And so they want to suspend you. Fuck them. What black person has actually, actually benefited on a major vibe from winning an Academy Award anyway, really? Lupita won. But there are people that Lupita will be in films with currently who don't have an Academy Award and probably get more money than she does on the film. So what the fuck? What what then is it? What is that fucking Academy Award then really? And, you know, I've said it so many times on this show that I want to win and, you know, I want to win um, an Academy Award for Best Actress in a Lead Role. Um, all of that stuff. Like uh, first, I would, I guess, Nigerian actress to win um you know best actress in the lead role but right now i don't care no because the the racism is so rank that you don't you don't i don't need your validation like i don't need your verification i don't need your validation because i'm already validated and verified by the god yeah you know me hey like i don't need it i don't and i i don't think any of us do you know uh we have to create our own things, but not necessarily just create our own things. We also have to respect our own things and not look down on it in comparison to the things that white establishments have put in place. And they've told you that you need to get this thing if you're going to be um, anybody in this life. I am somebody. I was put into this life already being somebody. I'm a baby G, you know, and that's important. So I I hope that Will goes on to really do things like Tyler Perry's got a freaking big a film set bigger than anything that all of these men have like go and make your things there all of this oh they've stopped um filming on his this and his that and his things and on that note fuck you amy schumer anyway like you know he's built this he's you know he's they've stopped filming this they've stopped filming that okay go and do you because the thing is people will still come and watch your things and the thing is people will come and watch their your things in droves as black people and a lot of white people can't do without putting their nose into white uh, black people's business. So they'll come and watch anyway. And so you're still going to be talked about anyway. And, you know, the girlies are going to be mad over, uh, over in them, you know, on their film set on, on, you know, on their, uh, plots of land, they're going to be fuming because 
you're still going to be out here still doing your own thing, but you're not tethered to um, respectability and niceness because you played nice all of your life. And all it took was one thing for them to be like, well, that's it. There's just one thing that got me slapping. Anyway, you you know, they, they I'm just, I'm a terrible, terrible person. But um, it, it just took that one thing and they were like, all right, you're gone. You're gone. So that tells you everything you need to know about such an environment, such an industry. Do you? You'll be just fine. Um, but anyway, back to uh, David Oyelowo. He said, um, what did he say here? Actor, um, actor David Oyelowo take, uh, take on Will Smith's slap at the 2022 Oscars raises an issue that speaks to the broader black population in Hollywood. He says he fears that the incident could impact Hollywood's ongoing efforts towards diversity and inclusion. From his perspective, the Emmy nominee detailed the ripple effect of what occurred on that Oscars night in a published guest column for The Hollywood Reporter. His critical processing took readers on a journey through his past experiences attending the star-studded event, steeped in unexpected drama and a constant intersection of public opinion, politics and race over the years. He brought light to the dramatics of not winning Best Actor and Best Director for Selma, which ignited Oscar So White in 2015, to his viral reaction to La La Land being mistakenly announced Best Picture. But like most of us, nothing could have prepared me for what was to come he wrote um, about the 94th annual Oscars. Um, as a black man in the public eye, you are constantly aware of the fact that you, your very existence is political. You are consistently in a state of either being used as an example to perpetuate or debunk, uh, debunk a stereotype. Those stereotypes are tied to criminality, civility, education, sexual prowess, poverty, social responsibility, and so much more. It's a burden I have to accept despite it being exhausting in nature. Oyelowo um, added, the moment I slowly realised the nature of what had just occurred um, at, on the stage at the Dolby Theatre, I was confronted by the same rising anxiety all black people feel when the face that flashes up on the news after the crime is reported is a black one. You find yourself thinking, what does this mean for us? What does this mean for me? The British-born actor went on to describe an encounter he had with an older white gentleman at an Oscars after-party who was charged with racially coded messaging when he said Will Smith should have been dragged right out of there. Oyelowo uh, com commented, I know that relish, I know that demeanour, and it is ugly to its core in all of its coded messaging. The Midnight Sky star added that the Academy and the entertainment industry have made great gains since Oscar So White, especially to improve its disgracefully uneven racial and gender demographics. And even in the wake of George Floyd's murder, a lot of pledges have also been made. My fear is that this unfortunate incident, which has us all processing, will have a negative effect on the ongoing push for inclusion there are those who, in a bid to make sure something of this nature never happens again, will operate through an unconscious or conscious bias, Oyelowo said. He continued, it would be tragic if a bid to prevent such an incident from happening again becomes an excuse for ideas about inclusion and diversity to backslide. That would only confirm the disingenuous nature of some of these pledges in the first place. This incident should not be a springboard for proxy arguments in Hollywood circles about race, respectability and belonging. I'm calling on the good people with good intentions to stay focused on building on the great gains we've recently made. They mustn't be eroded by those with bad intentions who would seek to relish to weaponize this incident to derail those gains and divide us. Now, 
Me, I know that people are out on this and they're like, oh, he threw Will Smith under the bus and rare, rare, rare. I don't think he did too badly because he didn't think, I don't, I don't think he ended it on a viable of like, well, Will Smith has done this and, he, and you know, everything's ruined. He recognises that it's because the industry is so racist that something like the slap that Will Smith administered Chris Rock will be used as an excuse to further perpetuate reasons why um, the Oscars stay so white, you know? And that's not a lie. You know, we can all agree that the way that the industry is so inherently racist, an action like the one that Will Smith took will mean that they're like, see, we knew it about you niggers all along and they can do what they want. We know that. But I don't think that, that means that Will shouldn't have done what he did because they were always going to find a reason. There was always going to be a reason. And maybe, you know, it's time for everybody to divest because Will has been out here with Jada calling out all of this stuff for ages. From 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 about that 2015, 2016 time, they'd been looking at them sideways. When they brought Jordan Woods, was it Jordan Woods? They brought her to the table for the Red Table talk and she was talking um, up and, you know, against the, you know, the Kardashians or protecting herself against the Kardashians. From then you started to see that there was a divide forming in Hollywood anyway, you know, Everybody, a lot of them are weirdos together, but even in their weirdodom, you could see that rifts were starting because people were trying to figure out where they stood and where they belonged. And then, you know, um, the murder of George Floyd happened and really the crack started showing. And I definitely feel like Will and his family were ending up on one side and other people were on another side. Um, everyone flawed, everyone's got issues, everyone problematic, but figuring it out, right? And so this was kind of like a compounding thing. I think it had been building beyond before this point. But um, Will is not to blame for the racism of the industry. They were going to act the way that they wanted to act anyway. And the thing is, if they go ahead and they do act on that and they start moving mad to the black people in the industry, it is not Will Smith's fault. It is the industry's fault. And so it is up to the black people in the industry to go, you know what? I don't actually need to be here. If some of you had enough backbone to actually be like let's boycott this thing together, you know, you'd have a chance because we already pretty much know that next year, none of you blackies are getting nominated or or you're winning, you're not winning any awards. They might not even nominate you for any category because they'll say that, oh, you know, it was just by chance, but really we don't want no blacks in the building in case any of you decide to come and start sparking people on stage. They'll make any excuse because they were looking forward to that anyway. But why don't you just preempt it and boycott it and go and do something else go and have a fucking major picnic in a park somewhere just do something else that reminds people where the power is truly at because they're only as powerful as you let them be and you're letting them be very unnecessarily powerful as far as I'm concerned um but yeah that's that for so you mad I think I covered pretty much everything so let's jump to start your motors I'll keep it very very brief um Mercedes are figuring it out, you know, in terms of start your motors, Mercedes are figuring it out. Congratulations to George Rush, uh, George Russell. He finished third. Um, this, well, yesterday was the, when you're listening to this yesterday, Sunday was the Australian Grand Prix. Um, they were very much in Melbourne, um, Melbourne. Is that how you lot pronounce it? Melbourne. I would say Melbourne, but they were very much, um, in Melbourne. Um, uh, is it Albert Park or wherever they were, um, doing the uh, race at, 
um it was it was a good race you know it was a it was a good race overall i got up at 6 a.m to watch it um Leclerc I want to know what Mars transits or something's happening because I'm thinking about Mars because it's action right I want to know what Mars transits are happening for Leclerc because when I tell you that boy is in his motherfucking bag you know we've had three races of the season so far he's absolutely bossing it on the drivers um in the driver standings he's got 71 points the person straight after him is George Russell with 37 points which is so surprising to me Carlos Sainz has got 33 um he's also ferrari perez has got 30 hamilton's got 28 verstappen's got 25 um esteban ocon's got 20 lando norris has got 16 kevin magnuson has got 12 bottas valtteri bottas has got 12 as well um it's wild it's wild you know i i give it to ferrari though like ferrari imagine being ferrari Forget Mercedes for a second. Imagine being Ferrari, known like you, your cars sell. The whole, your whole brand is about speed and power and performance, and you're getting buoyed by an energy drink. Red Bull, baby, their stocks will definitely. Ferrari is a brand. I imagine like their stock would go up since they've been doing so well over the last three races that we've had. Um, they're doing really well for themselves. Um, and that's really good to see. But Leclerc, yeah, Charles Leclerc, he's he's really doing bits. And, you know, we've, we're only three races in. We've got so, 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 so many races to go throughout the year. Um, anything can happen. We saw how Mercedes switched up the ting um, last year. It's possible that they'll do the same again. Like, usually, the past few years, they've gotten off to a... No, the past couple of years, they've gotten off to a very higgy start and then they've managed to kind of find their groove and find their vibe. Um, and Hamilton, you know, it's just been unlucky a few times, but again, he's got some hard transits at the moment. Um, Saturn, all of that. Oh, yeah, he's got some hard transits at the moment, but he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out and things will ease up and, and he'll be fine. But he grows. What's amazing about him is that he grows from the challenges. So this will, I feel like, spur him on to do better because Russell's on 37 points. He's on 28 points. You know, the the rookie starting in your team shouldn't be getting more points than you like that. But it's just because there's been some unlucky decisions. Like, same as the, uh, the Australian Grand Prix. Russell came in, George Russell came into the pit to change his tyres just as the safety car was coming out. So it was perfectly timed for him, whereas it wasn't, it didn't work. You know, um, Hamilton came in before safety car was deployed. So, um, you know, it didn't, it didn't work out for him. So he lost his place because he was in third at one point, Hamilton, I believe, um, moving up from fifth. So yeah, it's, it's been tough. It's been tough. Um, and I'm happy for um, Albon. He's managed to get himself some points. Um, and, you know, yeah, George Russell's first proper podium, because I don't count Spa. I do not count Spa as a podium. That was a fucking disgrace, a mess of a race. And they really should have called it off. But whatever. Um, yeah, it's, there's just there's just a lot. There's a there's a lot going on. Um yeah, Hamilton started from fifth. He started from fifth, finished fourth, but at one point he was third. It was just that kind of who knew that they were gonna have to send out a safety car and it just worked in Russell's favour. But I believe that during the last laps, I do believe that Hamilton could have caught up to 
um, Russell, there was only like a second and a bit between them, only a second and a bit between them. He would only need to move a, a teeny bit and then he would have been within, in the DRS zone, um, you know, the drag reduction zone of Russell but he didn't. So I wonder, like, did he not do that? Because at one point over the radio, he says, oh, you guys have put me in a difficult um, position or a difficult situation. Nobody could preempt what was happening in terms of um, uh, the pit stop they and safety car could not preempt that. However, he'd gotten to the point where he could catch him. He could catch Russell. And I feel like if he did catch Russell, he would have had more of a chance of gaining on Perez, Sergio Perez. Notice I'm not mentioning Verstappen because his Red Bull car went night night part two. But um, Hamilton would have had more of a chance of catching up with Perez because Perez's tyres weren't going to be really able to hold out that much. And I wonder how his power unit or his fuel system would have done if he'd had a bit of pressure from Hamilton coming from behind. But I don't know whether they told Hamilton to pull back because they said, oh, his engine was overheating. So they, they told him to kind of, you know, rest in fourth, basically. But also, Russell drove a good race. So he deserves to have his podium. You know, he deserves to have his podium. And I would be pissed, I guess, if they told Russell to move out of the way for Hamilton or something like that. Because we start the, we start the season, all of us on zero. So whether you are a seven-time cha- world championship or not, Omar, you too, you have to do was was and we've got to work for our things. But um, yeah, I, I respect that Hamilton kind of just chilled on that one. Whatever reason, you know, they said, you know, was why they, you know, that happened. I do feel like it's a thing of like, he's about he's, to get his first podium. Are you going to go and overtake him? Really? Really? Um. But if it's not that, because I don't want George Russell to also feel like you didn't give me my fucking podium. I earned it because I was driving that car like my rent was due. Um, You know, I wouldn't want him to feel like that. But they said that he when he came on the um, when they were interviewing him later, he said, oh, the team told me they asked him about what he said on the radio. And he said, oh, the team told me to pull that pull back because um, my engine would be overheating. Everybody's good at press. Everybody's good at what they need to say to the press. Everybody knows how to tell a cute, cute lie if necessary. Maybe it's the truth. Who knows? But we just have to keep that in mind. Like, let Russell have his podium in it. But something does really need to change. And now I think we're um, going to Imola next. Is that our next race? Um, We're back in Europe, basically. So that time difference thing can stop. Because waking up at um, 6 a.m. to watch a race can't be my destiny. Cannot. Um... So, yeah, so now we move to, we've done Australia. Yeah, we're now going to, um, yeah, we're now at the Italian Grand Prix next. Um, Formula One Rolex Grand Premio del Mare in Italy, uh, Idel Emilia Romagna. So, yeah, that's where we're off to um, Italy next. And that is the 22nd to the 24th of April. So they get a little bit of a rest and then they're back at it. So maybe all of them and them are going back to Monaco. They're going to chill, catch some sunshine, um, wet their feet in the water a little piece, and then they're back at it. Um, and after Italy is Miami. Jesus Lord, I only ever asked to be at the Miami race this year. That's all I asked. And it hasn't manifested yet, but anything can happen. But, you know, that is all a baby girl has asked. Let me just wear a little pom-pom short in Miami and be at that Grand Prix. Because let me tell you, the race that I'm at 
it's the race that he'll win. So if you know what's good for you, get me to the fucking races immediately. Um, but that's by the by. It was a good race um, overall. Verstappen, <laughs> Verstappen didn't finish because something happened with his car and it set a light. I knew I could see it was going to happen because the the distance between him and Leclerc, um, Leclerc was growing. And I was like, there's either something wrong with his car or he's charging up his um, power uh, unit so he can lunge and you know really make a you know try to catch up with Leclerc. But the pace on the Ferrari car is a madness. But when you look at the Ferrari car in terms of the the design. The amount of inlets that they've put across the whole body, not just at the front or, you know, at the sides, they put it pretty much around the whole body. The whole car is very different to the other cars. So aerodynamically, they are on one. Like they did really, really well with the Ferrari car for this season. Like they're really, really in their bag. However, consistency is the thing in it. So if I see that something can happen to Sainz's car, because Sainz, he did not finish as a Ferrari. He didn't finish. Um... That means that it's possible for Leclerc's car. But Leclerc isn't currently being pushed to the point where we would see what his car, what the shortcomings of his car could be. And, you know, the car, the Ferrari car does well when it's the slow corners. It does well when it's the fast corners. So that lets you know that overall it's a brilliant car. Um, And rightly it should be because Ferrari have been struggling for a few years and they've been putting in that work to kind of figure out what works better and due to the new regulations their car is a really good height so of course a lot of the cars are doing jumping jumping um but they've got a good height on their car whereas i think the mercedes car is a bit low and so whenever they try to change the ride height whenever they try to tweak things they get more bounce um and this isn't a twerk competition this is a racing competition so we don't want the car to now be shaking its bum bum up and down the track you know we need to we need to figure it out by I, I know that they'll figure it out i feel like a mercedes have a really really strong good team and they will work it out because whatever they saw in the wind tunnels that let them believe that this was the car for us to have this season they need to make that happen on the track and you know fingers crossed they will there's plenty of races for them to figure that out but i would not be mad if leclerc was really doing bits for this season because overall as a brand when Hamilton leaves, I don't know how much they have. Verstappen's not cute. Sorry, Verstappen, if you're listening to this, because I sometimes see the analytics and somebody's listening from somewhere around you lot's side. Um, Verstappen's not cute like that. Leclerc is actually good looking. He's good looking. Um, he watches what he says a lot of the time. They they did a was it was it a GQ or was it a Vanity Fair? The, the racing guys, they did a um, a feature and they were all in like fancy, fashionable outfits. When I say like Lando Norris was serving, okay, like he was giving them poses and usually he annoys me, but he was really giving them looks. And Leclerc is also one that's got it in him. Like I think in terms of endorsements, in terms of eyes on the sport, um, he's got that. I don't know if he's got charisma. I don't really see that. But in terms of a look, you know, he has the possibility of getting a lot of fans to look because he's driving well and he and he's a good looking boy. So he can, you know, it'll work in his favour, basically. Um Verstappen, no, no. He just gets the uh the bigots. Um 
But yeah, it's it's an interesting season so far. Verstappen didn't finish. His car went night-night. Um, and then they had to use fire extinguishers to kind of calm his car down. They're saying that it's not a power unit problem, that they're thinking it's a fuel problem, but they really won't know until the car's back in Milton Keynes on Tuesday and they can go through what the hell could be wrong with it. But Perez was fine. He he did okay. But obviously we know that Perez also has had a, pow- a problem with his power unit. He had a problem in the first race. But in Verstappen's case, this is what happens when you sign a five-year deal. You sign a five-year deal and and you change your number. But maybe he'll win the next race. The issue is inconsistency. It doesn't matter if you then go on to win the next race. If the race after that, um, if the race after that, your car fucking, you know, goes to sleep again. You know, like, the, you the consistency. And that's one thing I will give Mercedes, even though... They quite haven't quite figured out how they're going to set up this car to get the best out of it. For what they do have, they are doing very, very well. Like they are doing well based on what they currently have. And I think that if they sort it out, I don't know if they're going to be able to catch um, uh, Ferrari. But then we didn't know if they could catch Red Bull last year. But where there's a Lewis, there's a way, you know, they figure it out. But um, for them to have a fighting chance, they have to tweak the car, basically. But once they do that, it's anybody's game as far as I'm concerned. Um, Yeah, that's all I'll say about it, really. So many little bits happened, but it was a very early race. I'm glad I watched it. Leclerc won. Good on him. He won from pole position as well. Good on him. Um, Perez came second. Um, Big up yourself, George Russell. He came third. Hamilton fourth. And, you know, I saw the thing go. So... Yeah, let's see how the um, season plays out. That next race um, is in Italy. Let's see how that all works out. Anyway, let me big up the uh, second of this week's show sponsors who are linked in. As a small business owner like me, you're probably juggling a hundred balls in the air and don't have time to interview candidates who just aren't um, qualified for your role. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier for you to find the people you want to interview faster and for free. And let me tell you, that is important. You need to find the right people. You don't want to just be talking to lots of wrong people. Um, It drains your energy and um, you just feel like it's a waste of time, but you deserve to find the right person. So create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to tap into the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors LinkedIn Jobs wants to help you find the candidates you want to talk to and they want to help you do that faster. And you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash straws. Again, that's linkedin.com slash straws to post a job for free. Obviously, terms and conditions apply, but go and get yourself involved and find the right people for your team. Anyway, let's get to straw of the week. Okay, so this week on Store of the Week, I just there's some updates on some bits. Um, R.I.P. as we know, Sabina Nessa. Um, she was killed. She's a school. She's a, she was a school teacher, and she was killed walking through a park. Um, and yeah, the man who uh, killed her has been sentenced to thirty six years, in, to at least thirty six years in jail. 
Um, it says here, an evil garage worker who attacked primary school teacher Sabina Nessa as she walked through a London park has been jailed for life for her murder. His name is Kosi or Kochi Selemai, 36, um, was told by a judge he will serve at least 36 years for the savage sexually motivated attack. His sentencing heard how Miss Nessa appeared oblivious as he ran up behind her before he struck her 34 times over the head with a metal traffic triangle on 17th of September last year. God, God. Um, the 28-year-old had raised concerns about walking into walking in Cater Park after dark, but likely decided to on the day of her murder after running late to meet a friend, prosecutors believe. Um, the sentencing of Selamai continued at the Old Bailey on Friday, where the 36-year-old was jailed for life with a minimum term of 36 years after refusing to appear in court. Mr. Justice Sweeney said Ms. Nessa was the wholly blameless victim of an absolutely appalling murder, which was entirely the fault of the defendant. He added that her death added to the te- sense of insecurity, particularly felt by women walking through London at night. She had every right, as her family said, to be walking through the park all glammed up and out to enjoy herself after a long week of work. The judge noted Selamai's guilty plea and lack of previous convictions, but added... It is a striking feature of the defendant's case that clearly, deliberately, it is not suggested by him that he had any remorse for what he did to Sabina Nessa. The Albanian national from Eastbourne was arrested in East Sussex seaside town and later pleaded guilty to her murder. At the hearing on Thursday, prosecutor Alison Morgan QC said Selamai had been violent towards his ex-partner in the past, including throttling her. On the day of the killing, Selamai drove up to London and entered Cater Park just after 8pm, lying in wait for a half an hour before Miss Nessa arrived en route to a bar where she was meant to meet a friend. In CCTV footage shown in court on Thursday, Kochi Selamai was walking along the path with his hood up and a traffic sign in his hand. Um, she's oblivious to him behind her at this point, the court heard. He then runs behind her and starts hitting her repeatedly with the traffic sign. God... Selamai was then seen carrying Miss Nessa, who appeared to be unconscious by that point, up to a bank and out of sight. Miss Morgan invited the court to conclude that there was a sexual motive for the killing, even though there was no positive evidence of a sexual assault. Miss Nessa's sister, Jabina Yasmin um, Islam, broke down as she gave a moving impact statement to the court. She had every right to be walking down the path and enjoying herself, she said. She had every right to feel safe. Um... Selamai came to the UK roughly seven years ago after leaving school at 12 with no qualifications, his defence barrister said. The defence pointed out that he had pleaded guilty to murder rather than letting the case go to trial, arguing it should be considered in sentencing. Miss Nessa's family hugged supporters as they left court on Friday. Following the sentencing, Metropolitan Police Detective Chief Inspector Neil Johnson described Selamai as an evil coward. He said it is highly unusual for someone to go from zero to a crime of this magnitude. We are pleased Selamai will um, spend the majority of his life in prison. After the hearing, Home Secretary Priti Patel said, whilst I cannot possibly know how Sabina's family and friends are feeling, I hope today's sentence brings them a small comfort knowing that this evil monster has faced justice. As Home Secretary, tackling violence against women and girls is central to my beating crime plan and I'm doing everything in my power to target perpetrators, protect the public and make our streets safer for everyone. I don't really know how I feel about this. Um, They're really trying to push this whole um, immigrant narrative as well when I'm reading a lot of things, Um, you know, this migrant narrative. Um, And you think about how somebody does go from zero to that 
But I don't know. I don't think it was zero because we've already heard that he was hitting his partner. And also, this is the one he got caught for. Because if he could plan to leave Eastbourne or wherever the hell he was and come to London, this isn't maybe the first time. I don't know. I don't know. But rest in peace, Sabine and Essa. This guy that they've gotten, this coachy Salmai, may you rot in hell. Rot in hell, you, you nasty, nasty, vile, heartless, soulless piece of shit. Suck him up for eternity. Hope you choke. Pass out. Don't wake up. Um, But yeah, it's, it's very, very scary. There's so much there that I'm still trying to break down in my head. Even him not appearing in court. Um, pleading guilty. I, I pray not that I pray I I hope that it's really him that did it like um, and I'm sure they've got enough that they have the evidence and it's definitely him um but if he left um was it Albania no he left school or something or moved here when he was 12 I don't know what they were saying but there's a lot going on there that lets me think that there isn't mm, there's there's just a lot there's just a lot going there and going on there um but you know it, you did it as they say and you've gotten what you've gotten and you know it's just disgusting if that's the case horrid horrid and you know they found the traffic sign they said and a blood spot on the shoe so I guess that is damning evidence and you need to rot in hell rot in hell for that vile vile behavior vile action horrid um so yeah, I saw that. And obviously we've got the, um, Rishi Sunak stuff happening with his wife, um, not declaring or, or not paying taxes in the UK and him having Rishi Sunak having a green card to being a permanent resident of the U S while he's actually chancellor here in the UK. There's so much to be said about everything that's happening there. Right. But the main thing I can say is like, the government continues to play in our face. The only reason that we're finding all of this out about Rishi Sunak is because he seem, he he's appearing to be a definite threat to Boris Johnson, um, uh, Boris Johnson's premiership, as in being the PM, prime minister. That's the only reason that all of these things are being leaked to the press about him. And he's making it worse for himself, comparing himself to Will Smith talking about, oh, well, you know, all of these things are being said about my wife, but I didn't slap anybody. You don't have the right to slap anybody. Many people have the right to slap you, though short devil many people have the right to slap you so it's wild like your wife is richer than the queen and she's and she managed to gain contracts after you entered into your job role and um you know it's all looking very very shady all of these things that it looked like you were putting in place to help businesses were was really to help yourself so you can hoard more money how much money does one person need how much how much money do you lot need as a family it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And when there is the true consideration that we might have a brown PM at some point, we're really going to have to talk about the pervasive anti-blackness in South Asian, East Asian communities. We're going to have to talk about it because I know the rhetoric will then be, oh, but my dad was a bus driver. I'm just like you. No, 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 no. But you're still anti-black. Your policies are anti-black. What happens now? because we're headed somewhere and I don't really like where we're headed we have to change course fairly quickly it's looking like Le Pen is going to beat, beat Macron and all of these things are happening like more right-wing more nasty people although Macron was nasty himself 
more is happening that's just leading us somewhere where we're going to have to fight tooth and nail to come back from and that is what I worry about the true violence of that situation of what it will take for our liberation where we could just course correct from here where yeah it's still going to be a bit of tearing of singlets um quite a bit of tearing of singlets actually but we don't want to go too far way too far that we can't turn back like Macbeth and them man you know um yeah, it's, it's worrying. It's really, really worrying. And I feel like Rishi and your wife, you can go suck out. You can go suck out because I'm tired of representation politics where you're putting brown faces and black faces in certain places and um, you're still you're still part of the corruption. You're still part of the oppression. Like, you can get clotted too. Like, you, all of you can get the fuck out because it's disgusting. Everybody's just, they're literally stealing they're stealing right in front of our faces matt hancock boris johnson Priti patel all of them man everybody's stealing right in front of our faces and yet people will get outraged and then stop something needs to happen be with the outrage we have to move beyond this point of just talking about it like something we have to be about it because this is ridiculous now like people are having to choose between turning up their heating or eating food like what the fuck we don't need to, it doesn't make sense in a in a world where money is actually a construct there's no reason why we can't have enough things for everybody it just literally doesn't make sense and i hate it here i hate it so rishi and your wife go suck out you could use a, a two-way straw go suck out for eternity you greedy greedy motherfuckers um and then there's the police officer i was going to chat about that didn't get um that got charged for two counts of rape or something and um they didn't do anything about it should i still touch on that let's see um what does it say here a met police sergeant paul story found to have raped two women a met police sergeant has been found to have raped two women but will not be charged with any crime paul story grabbed one of the women by the throat dragged her down the stairs and threw her onto a table a tribunal heard the office hit the um second victim the officer hit the second victim with a whiskey bottle threw her against the door frame and a chest of drawers a met police um misconduct panel was told he was allowed to serve at the Met until last year before resigning. On Monday, the panel concluded he raped and assaulted both women in incidents between 2012 and 2017. It found him guilty of gross misconduct and barred him from serving in the Met or any other police force in the future. You lot are disgusting fucking pieces of shit because he's already resigned. He already saw this coming. He gets to keep his pension. Oh, he can't ever work for the Met again. Well, he won't fucking work for the Met again because he resigned, you fucking complexes. What the fuck is wrong with you? But again, this is how you let people slide through the cracks because you don't want that stat to be on your name. You don't want those stats to mar your your reputation. That's already in the gutter, may I add. Ugh. Former Sergeant Story was given anonymity. Um, anonym- anonymity look at that fucking me up former sergeant story was given anonymity for the duration of the hearing but named after the matters were found proven um he subjected two women to um known to him to a number of sexual and physical assaults as well as coercive and controlling behavior um it's hardly necessary for me to say that his behavior was has fallen very far below what we expect of our police officers has it this type of abuse has a lasting and significant impact on victims and we um, take all allegations extremely seriously. This was said by, um, what is it, uh, Superintendent Stuart Bell. He's got a CH, whatever that means. Um, 
what does it say here? In March 2020, a final decision to not charge the officer was made. The Met, which had been aware of the allegation since 2017, waited a further nine months before its Directorate of Professional Standards concluded there was a case to answer for gross misconduct. Former Sergeant Story resigned and left the Met in May of last year. Um, a CPS spoke, a spokeswoman said, following a decision by the CPS that our legal test was not met to charge the suspect with rape and assault, the two complainants each requested a review. This was carried out under our victim's rights to review scheme by a prosecutor with no previous involvement in the case and the original decision was upheld. We explained that our reasoning in detail, we explained our reasoning in detail to the complaints, to the complainants and that our role is to make independent and fair decisions based on the evidence. You didn't make any, and fuck the Crown Prosecution Service as well. Fuck you lot as well. Fuck the IOPC, whatever the fuck you call yourself. Fuck you all. Fuck you all because you're all corrupt and you're all useless and you rarely ever do your job as your job is meant to be done. Well, maybe you are doing your job as it's meant to be done because it's meant to convolute um actually the um the attainment of justice. I'm oh god, oh lord, raped two people. He whacked one with a whiskey bottle and you lot let him just resign. Wow wow but then it will be oh Cressida Dick is resigning and you know we've had more people signing up to join police since all of you know these things have ha happened ask yourself why why are people suddenly wanting to join the police force after you have made it clear that they can rape people and get away with it why would they possibly want to join hmm because clearly it's a specific type of behavior that is encouraged and taken on within the force. And, you know, on that subject, while I'm talking about police force, I hope you understand that I'm talking about the force and not just or not always individual people. Because some of you will be like, well, my husband's in the police force and he's a good man. I don't doubt that there are good people in the police force. I just don't know if that's where they need to be. If they really want change, I just don't know if it's this particular institution that they should be a part of, this establishment that they should be a part of if they truly want change. Because, you know, it's corrupt. And eventually, if you sleep with dogs, you get fleas, you know. So I'm just saying, let's imagine something else. But honestly, fuck that guy, fuck you, whatever, whatever your name is, something, something story, let me just bring it up here, um, um, sergeant story, whatever your name is, uh, Paul story, that, no, yeah, Paul story, your, your story is finished, your name in the book of life is being erased as we speak, you will see no good thing ever, that resignation that you resigned, you've also resigned from any blessing that could have ever found you or found your family members, everything is in the gutter, you absolute piece of fucking shit, you piece of trash, for using the position that you have, for using the, um, you know, the, the power that you have to do the things that you've done, you should never have a good night's sleep again, I hope the worst things happen to you, you piece of crap suck your mother for an eternity go and sleep underwater immediately that's it that's it for this week's episode that is all i wanted to say Whew. as i said the merch will be online for you to go and grab what well, is online for you to go and grab to get involved bear in mind that there will be a second show second and final show this year covid willing um around my birthday keep that in mind um you can join me on patreon patreon.com forward slash um kelechi or follow me on kelechnikov or uh say your mind pod um and i think that's it yeah all right cool all the love thank you for coming to the live show and anyway i'll catch you later peace
It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind